This is episode 58 of the Clockwise Podcast on Relay FM, recorded October 12th, 2014. Clockwise, four guests, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise. We are live in Montreal, Canada. I'm your co-host, Jason Snell, and sitting around a circular table from me, two people clockwise from me, is my co-host, Dan Warren. Hi, Dan. Jason, how nice to see you in the flesh. It's, it's nice to be seen. It's a treat. It's nice for my flesh to be seen by you, Dan. I, you know, that's, that's good. That's good. I love that we found ourselves a nice little podcast recording studio. Yes, here. it's silent. It's practically silent. Well, we wanted the ambiance of, of uh, old Montreal. I feel like we're sitting in a cafe, sipping coffee, and just talking about tech topics of the day. That's I'll have. I'll, I'll have some. Uh, I've got a little glass here, so I can uh, Belgian double. Oh, that's good podcasting. So to my left. Uh, she was on last week, but now she's here in person. We got to meet her in person for the first time. It's very exciting. From iMore, it's Georgia Dow. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited to get to meet you. And I, it's amazing, but they're actually just as sweet in person <laughs> as they are online. I was I was shocked by this. I was like, wow. We paid her nothing to say that. We no, seem like people who so would be true. awful in person, but it turns out... They're not. Yeah. They're not. Or they're really good at faking it. We set low bars. Amazing. Right. Low expectations. When sitting... To well across the table maybe, but to my left, yes, uh, is wise. another iMore contributor, Renee Ritchie. It's like the iMore podcast over here. Renee Ritchie <laughs> is our traditional guest for live versions of Clockwise. Yes, I'm, I'm your remote correspondent. I think <laughs> roving, yeah. roving, and I would like to yeah. agree that you guys are as sweet to Georgia as you are <laughs> on the podcast. So you're both you you both live around here, right? Yes. So this is we the do. the Montreal access axis of Politeness. We're like, <laughs> we're like Montreal bagels, but for podcasts. Right. And it is correct to say Montreal as if it's yes. a U. That Montreal, yeah. Montreal. Yeah. Montreal. 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 Oh, very that nice. I can't good. do I like French. What you did Sorry. With your hands I, I feel every time like, I speak French, I have to. Gesture. Hand gestures also good yeah. podcasting. All right. So this is how Clockwise <laughs> works. We talk for about half an hour. We talk about four different topics. Everybody brings their own topic. We talk about it a little bit, and then we move on. And since I introduced the show this week, I will go first. Apple's holding an event on Thursday. It's going to probably involve lots of different stuff, including we assume. Yosemite, which is on Golden Master number three now, I think, which suggests that somebody at Apple doesn't know what the words Golden Master mean. <laughs> and I'm curious, are there things about Yosemite that you guys are excited to get? Georgia? Well, you know what? I'm not really... Okay, I'm sorry about this, but I'm not someone that really adapts well to change so I will be the person that will be on like Lion. I'll be I, so I don't. I probably will not be. Should, should I rephrase this? What is <laughs> what is the feature of Snow Leopard that you are looking forward to using? I I I I probably I probably don't even. Yeah, I don't even know because I'm not going to be updating it. I'm like the person that everyone hates. Wow. Because she updated I to Mavericks about a week or two ago. I only right. did because I have going? to. It's going How's it's Mavericks very, for you? It's going, it's going well. You're on the it's current version well. of the OS for the next five days. Well, <laughs> the worst part is that every single one of my... I'll update one machine, and so I'll even be upset because I'll be scrolling, and one machine will scroll one way when I move down, and the other one will scroll the other way. <laughs> so I just feel kind of schizophrenic it when I'm using... It keeps you on your toes, though. It is, and then I'm like, I probably should just update everything at once, but then I'm like too lazy to do it. So I'm sorry, I'm the aberrant one out of the group. So oh, I apologize. That's okay, you're current for the next five days, and we'll check back with you in a year or so. 
know, to see right. how you're feeling right. about Yosemite. Dan, what about you? Uh, I think the, the good thing about the Yosemite upgrade coming is there's all these things that we've seen in iOS 8 that aren't fully working yet. So for example, you'll see a lot of people who said, when you upgrade to iOS 8, don't turn on iCloud Drive because you will lose all of your files, like access to all your files on any old computer. It's like, well, that's a problem. Right, so, that's why I don't update. Yeah, and see, that's a very smart, sensible approach. See? But for the rest of us who want to move into the future... <laughs> what do you mean, she's totally current? <laughs> but I want to move to the future, which is, which is yet to come. Right, right. Uh, right. And I am looking forward to finally like leaving behind that fractured existence where I have some things. I do have some machine running Yosemite beta, and I have another one running Mavericks, and it's like, I can't quite fully commit to the Yosemite yet, so I'm looking forward to having it publicly available so I can put it on all of my machines. I'm also looking forward to it being stable enough to use. That's good. <laughs> um, and yeah, other things like there are some smaller features like that, the SMS relay and the continuity features I'm looking forward to. I think there'll be a, a lot there to get out of. Renee? Well, I agree with Dan. I think you know having iCloud Drive working across my devices would be great. Uh, photo library, all that stuff. The, the handoff continuity features are great. I like the new design. I know a lot of like iOS seven was controversial. I think they stepped it both back and forward a little bit with with Yosemite because it's a dozy dough. It's a two step. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have the cleanliness, but you still have the shadows. I mean, you you have the nice icon designs, but they're not as stark as they are on iOS seven. It's an update. They didn't just bring the visual language over. They kind of took the next step forward. And I really hope that this language comes to iOS nine. Is it too early to talk about iOS nine yet? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, Georgia would particularly prefer that you talk about <laughs> iOS 6. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Calm I'm down. Okay. Calm Don't down. Don't go too far. It causes me some stress. I am excited about uh, the continuity stuff. I, uh, I mean, I've been using um, Yosemite for months now. <laughs> uh, it's gotten a lot better as it's gotten, as you might expect, as it got closer to release. It's much more stable now. I'm looking forward to using iCloud Drive, which has been one of the later things to arrive and be functional, but. You know, it's got a lot of, I mean, it is, uh, it's cloud storage, it's like Dropbox built in without, you know, and then you also can use Dropbox, but it's, I, I'm looking forward to that because I think that's um, interesting, it's going to be interesting to explore how Apple does the cloud stuff, but handoff is really the thing I'm most excited about. The, the um, it, I think we're in for a little bit of a shakedown with handoff where it's not, because uh, it's so new, and I think they're gonna be really quirky things that are not. It doesn't work on every computer, so yeah. you're gonna have a little bit of that. You're gonna have a computer that can run Yosemite but doesn't work with handoff, and people are gonna get frustrated and be See, like, I'm my starting computer's to, not that old. I'm starting to sweat just yeah. My email's chasing me, it. I'm trying to leave, and my I email's really following am. me. Look. See, it causes it's okay. me, it's okay. I'm all right, it's I'm all right. gonna do my breathing you know now. The, the, that horror movie, that's what continuity is. It's like, <laughs> the web page is coming from inside the house. Seven days. <laughs> it's picking off your tabs one by one. Yeah, that that is. But I'm looking forward to that. Other than the murderer part, I'm looking forward to. <laughs> that is a off. feature, Jason. That is a feature. Handoff is the murderer who is inside your house. You're, you're anyway, it wrong. Apple, you can use that marketing message if you like. <laughs> I want to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor. Yes, we have a sponsor. This week's episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Dash. Dash is a super cool website that lets you quickly create real-time custom dashboards. These dashboards allow you to get a visual overview of important data for your website, business, or even your life. That's right, life-changing things with Dash. It allows you to pull in data from a variety of different sources. There are dozens of pre-built widgets for services like app figures, Google Analytics, GitHub, Twitter, Chartbeat, 
Pingdom so many more. And if you want to get geeky, and let's be honest, you're listening to this podcast, you can also display your own custom data in Dash. They even have an API that lets you share any data from Dropbox and create custom widgets. Uh, pricing models a lot like GitHub. Everybody gets unlimited public dashboards. And if you upgrade to their pro model for $10 per month, you also get unlimited private dashboards. But here's a special deal, limited time promotion. If you sign up for a free account today at thedash.com, that's thedash.com, you'll get one private dashboard that's just for you. My precious, my precious <laughs> dashboard in addition to your free account's unlimited public dashboards. No credit card required. You can sign up today at thedash.com and you'll keep your private dashboard forever. Sign up right now at thedash.com. Thank you so much to Dash for sponsoring Clockwise and Relay FM. All right, that's the sponsor break is over. Let's go to our next topic. Georgia, what is your topic? Well, I'm all excited about the possibility of getting a variety of colors for my Mac Air. And I was wanting to know is if you got offered different colors, would you choose a color and what color would that be? Because I would go all in and I would want like bling on my Air. I would love it in like rose and or or I would definitely do space gray, though I would rather black, and I would then sparkle it up, which is horrible and abhorrent, and I'm sorry, don't send me hate mail, or send it to at Renee Ritchie on Twitter, because <laughs> he's the one that made me say that. Email Marco Arment. <laughs> yes. Right, right, exactly. Uh, you know, I, I really kind of miss the old days of colored Max, you know, with the, the tangerine and blueberry iBooks <laughs> and all that, and I had a blue and white tower, which I really liked. Um, I think there's definitely a lot of opportunity to go in there, and I think, you know, Either, I, I'm not sure if this qualifies as a color, but either Flower Power or Blue Dalmatian should make a comeback here. That's what I'm saying. Um, I, I think it would be really interesting because Apple has stuck, they, they, should, they have a tendency to, you know, really double down on things and then spend a lot of time doing that. So when we saw like the white plastic uh, MacBooks and iBooks for a long time, and now we've moved to like the all like silver aluminum, aluminum lineup, but they want to keep the ball moving in the same way I think that they ditch, they've ditch, they started to ditch the I moniker in front of some of their products. I think it's time for them to consider moving and like, all right, now that we've you know done aluminum MacBooks for years and years and years, maybe it's time to start thinking about things that are different colors. So even just like the space gray or, I'm, you know, there will be people who want like a gold MacBook. And I think that's, you know, that's fine. And they can make money through accessorizing. Everyone's going to want to have something that they all match. They're in the fashion business now, right? With the watch coming up, it's this is a good opportunity for them. They had a sticker commercial, right? Yeah, Renee, what what kind of colors do you want to see? So I, I so the rumor is that they're doing this 12-inch Retina MacBook Air, and we might see it in space gray, silver, or gold. You know, full-on Cardassian model. And Kardashian? Cardassian? I still can't oh, do don't that. do that. It's, 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 it's going to be available at Deep Space Nine. Is that what you're saying? Terrific. I think it's a great idea, too, because we've had this, I don't want to say monotonous, but we used to have like the white MacBook, the black MacBook, and we had the silver MacBooks. Dan took my line about Dalmatian and Flower Power. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but just, line. just the anodized colors, I think, would, would be refreshing. And I think Apple absolutely is in the fashion business. And we saw that with the iPhone. It was boring. The iPhone 5 was, I'm bored now. iPhone 5S came out. Oh, my God, gold. People did not care what the processor was, what the camera was. Gold was new and different. And it went from, oh, that's gross, to, why can't I get a gold one? Like, it was outrage. And I think that showed Apple that it really is. The pant leg is below your ankle one year. It's above your ankle the next. Yeah, I don't know why you would not extend the color choices of the iPhone and the iPad to the Mac. I don't know why you would do that. Uh, you, you, 
it's sitting right there. Let people get gold. Let people get silver. Let you know. Let people get space gray if they want to go to the dark side. Let's let's do that. I think that's a great idea. Um, but to George's point, because I want to endorse something George said there, why not the MacBook Air edition? That's in just it's completely made out of gold. <laughs> let's make it happen. It would be a heavy laptop. But you know, it's really you know. I know someone that would buy it would mm. be Kevin. If it was in the more expensive it would be, he would oh. actually purchase it. That would be for not sure. cheap. Also, I think many of the Cardassians, especially uh, 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 Garrick, Gold, Gold Ducat, Gold, Gold Ducat, Ducat is a big fan of gold because it's gold. In Cardassian, yeah, only gold. Yes. in Cardassian space, all space is gray. There are oh. four golds. Yeah. Well, that was a good nerdy segue into my topic, which is not at all related to Cardassians. But we or, can make it. Or is it? Um, so one of the other things we're expecting to see next week, assuming Apple releases new iOS devices, perhaps iPads, is an update to iOS 8. And so I am curious, given now that we've had a little bit of time with iOS 8, except for Georgia, who's still on iOS 6, uh, if there are things that we would like to see changed or updated or tweaked or fixed in an iOS 8.1 update, I, I think I've already complained about this on the show, but I'll complain about it again because it's really ticking me off, is the the share menu in Safari where you can't... Reordering stuff doesn't stay. So annoying. It's making that feature less useful for me. So I would love to see a fix for that in iOS 8.1. Renee, anything outstanding that's bugging you or you'd like to see improved? Well, besides the, the shift key joke that I have to make at this point <laughs> in the... Yeah, because I've, I've got learned helplessness for that now. I'll just never know its state. Yeah, I agree with you. I think extensibility came off really hot. Like, it's just, it's not done. It's like, it's almost a 1.0. And things like reordering the menus, things like uh, how fast to get Jetson, things like the size, it, it's just not fully baked. And I think iOS 8.1 has got to bring the continuity stuff in. But if they have time to sort of calm that down a little bit, solidify that a little bit, for developers and for us, so that they can make extensions that, that are better and more stable and maybe even the keyboard installation process better, uh, that I think would be great for all of us. <laughs> I am, I, I mean, I agree. Let's get some stability into this OS. It was a first edition. Uh, we want some bug fixes. However, as an iPhone 6 owner, I also have to say, Apple Pay, I want to buy some beer right. and peanut butter and manchego <laughs> cheese at Whole Foods and pay for it with my thumbprint on my iPhone 6. As an American iPhone 6 owner, you want. I, yeah, well, that's true. Well, you know, Canada will get it in like five years. But anyway. <laughs> it hasn't been going great with you trying to go into the store in the last two weeks and be like, no, no, seriously, I can pay with my phone. Yeah, You're I like, keep, yes, I whatever, sir. Just whacking the iPhone 6 on the on the pay terminal and they have me thrown out of the store. But I'm hoping to go back once the 30-day uh, restraining order lapses and pay for things. So I'm excited about I'm excited about Apple Pay. I really want to try that out and see whether it's really as convenient as Apple says it is. I, I definitely also would say I'm excited for Apple Pay. I can't wait to be able to just say charge it and then just use my thumbprint and then like all my money is gone. But I have all of this gear and I'm all excited because if it's easier, if I don't get that second to think about it, I've bought it. It's not real money, right? It's not real. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's my thumbprints. And I would yeah. definitely go go all in when that's ready. But again, probably in seven or eight years when I can actually use <laughs> yeah, it. Right. 
But we have we have the infrastructure so, here. So you're not going to lose all your money I'm for a couple lose, years. I'm not going to lose all my money. Though there is something that really does scare me on iMessages right now. And I've had some embarrassing or relatively embarrassing moments that I would love to please change. Please change this. It's the auto selfie. Oh, so oh, yeah. this is really bad because if you're in iMessage and you want to take a photo and you just like click up to the selfie and let go, it's sending that picture no matter what you look like. Oh, yeah. And you don't no have good. that choice to alter it. And I will look at some photos and I'm like, I that's not good. So if I've you're using a message, always be, to a lot of people by accident. <laughs> always be dressed. That's really what just never and don't have the lights never on. Nude. That's never nude. Never nude. Exactly. Right. That's that's my thoughts on Tobias Funke says <laughs> never nude. This is weird. We've got the Kardashians and Arrested Development now. What is next, Dan? That's that's the best crossover I have heard in a very long time. <laughs> that works. Incidentally, Arrested I came Kardashians. I came across right. a Siri thing while I was driving up and, and my friend and I were playing around with Siri just asking random things and we we're asking about should I like buy this stock or sell this stock? He's like, sorry, I cannot advise you on that, but I know there's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> that is amazing. We have to take a screenshot of that. <laughs> you win this one, Siri. Amazing. Renee, what will you have for us? So we're at Singleton. Uh, Singleton's final year, it turns out. Singleton 4. I'm, yeah, we're raising a glass. We're pouring out beer. We're blaming Guy English. Uh, but one of the presentations was by Rich Siegel of BB Edit fame. Now, he's not the first to do this. Uh, Panic did this with Coda recently by saying Coda 2.5 was leaving the app store because of sandboxing. Rich did this presentation where he said it wasn't sandboxing. It wasn't developer tools. It wasn't the guidelines. It wasn't, and he had a long list of it. But his end, his end answer was it was quality of life, that the kind of software he wanted to make and the way he wanted to make it and the joy he got out of making it wasn't being served by the Mac App Store. And it's easy to say that that's fine because Apple doesn't necessarily want $50 productivity apps. They'd much rather have Cardassians, Hollywood. They'd much rather have Candy Crush, whatever. <laughs> and so they'll be just fine with people buying dollar or, or freemium apps. But as someone who wants that software, I want to give him 50 bucks for the next BB Edit. And it's just so easy in the Mac App Store. I'm very sad that my parents are fighting. Yeah, the Mac App Store, you know, four years ago, we didn't know what it was going to be. And now I feel like the developers who tried to get in it know what it, what it is and they know its limitations. And for a developer like Rich, who's got a product that is a very professional product and tries to do a lot of complicated technical things, it totally makes sense that the Mac App Store is probably not for him, that his audience will find him anyway, probably. And what I really liked about what he said was he listed all the things that are problematic in the Mac App Store, but did it in a way where he was sort of saying, these aren't the reasons why we're leaving. They're all, I mean, the answer was they're all contributors. But in the end, for him, it wasn't like, I'm rage quitting the Mac App Store because of X. It was, you put these all together, and a lot of them happened right at the moment when he said Max Q, like when the, when the pressure on the aircraft is at its greatest, when they're getting ready to release a product and do the marketing and PR and all of that. And at that point, they have all this extra crap that they have to deal with. He said, we just looked at each other and said, it's not worth it. And, and, and it's that simple. It's like he might come back sometime if they address some of the issues that make it, if it becomes worth it again, they'll do it. But I like the way he approached it, which is, look, there are issues. It's not for everybody. It is for some people, but not for him. He was classy about it. And, and I like the idea, too, that he, I mean, he talked about, uh, essentially, about um, keeping it all in perspective and having, uh, and, and having his quality of life as a, as a human being. I mean, Rich isn't the only person at BB Edit, or at, at Barebone Software by any means, but he is BB Edit, right? And the way he framed it was, look, this is going to take time out of my life 
and decrease my quality of life. And for me, it's not worth doing that. Even though being in the Mac App Store has has these benefits, it's just it doesn't. The math doesn't add up. And I, so he, it was a very measured thing. And I know that some people will react and say like, "Oh, well, they had a temper tantrum and they left," and that wasn't it. Um, I do think it calls into question uh, what the Mac App Store is really for. And honestly, talking to a lot of developers, it it does not seem to have been the success we all thought it would be. I think we all thought it would be like bringing iOS App Store power into the Mac platform. And I don't know. It, it, I don't. I don't see stories about millionaires made with some random app on the Mac. It doesn't seem. Well, the to iOS work that App Store way. was all new. The Mac App Store is people trying to retrofit all this stuff in yeah. now, which is hard. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's nice to have it around, but it's not essential. And hopefully, Mac, uh, Apple will never make it essential because that would mean you couldn't have third-party apps, and I don't think that will happen. But it, as a result, you end up in situations like bare bones. So I thought he was really classy about it and framed it as. This is why I have to do this, but I really like the idea of saying, you know, in the end, it just wasn't worth it. Yeah. And that, if I was at Apple, I would look at that and say, are there things we're doing that we need to fix? Because we really want people like Rich Siegel to be in the Mac App Store, and unfortunately, right now, they just can't do it. Right. I think I, I think that your point though is amazing because you can have a disagreement and not like the way something's managed, and if you are lucky and if you have people that will end up following you, you can make choices. I think that not everyone is always in that situation and it can be really frustrating for people, but kind of take that step back, think about it, and then also offer those solutions, which I love, that he went through, like, what could I use? How can we make this better? It's not just like, this is horrible, I'm leaving and end up, like, you know, throwing, <laughs> throwing guys, the I'm mic, I'm going to throw the mic, um, <laughs> and like, just, just leaving and having to deal with it, but it's, it's also about how do you get your product out in the way that you deal with it, and in the end, everything is about your quality of life and what you are willing to sacrifice and not. And for some people, they don't have many options. But if you do, I think that it always comes down to what you believe in and how you deal with it. So I like the way you handled it. You it's know, sad, though, not to get the yeah. stuff that you want. I like sad. it easier. I, I don't sad. like to search. I understand that. You know, Jason, a, a wise man once said, sometimes all you have are bad choices, but you still need to make a choice. <laughs> That's Wise pretty man. deep. That's deep. <laughs> but I think that this is there's a I think this shines a light on something, and that's that the Mac App Store has definitely not gotten the attention that the iOS App Store has gotten. We've seen a lot of revisions to the iOS App Store. There's a lot of publicity, as you were saying, and there's you know focus and attention given to that because it's such a huge economy, and because the Mac App Store has always been a bit smaller, because the Mac itself is a bit smaller when it comes to the market. It hasn't gotten, I feel like, quite the love and attention. There's always stuff that, like, it comes to the iOS App Store, and they're like, "And eh, we also brought it to the Mac App Store," or it doesn't get mentioned at all. Like, and and I think that's that's really tricky because it does make it feel like they're trying to shoehorn the success of the iOS App Store onto the Mac, and that doesn't work because fundamentally we're talking about two different platforms, and you can get some of the security and the friendliness and the usability of the App Store on the Mac, but it comes at a higher cost. Whereas on the iOS. You never had those things to begin with. You never had the kind of things that all those software can do. It's so like to Renee's point about being retrofitted. Like there's so many things that are getting backported into the app store because people feel like it's a great opportunity to make some money off it. And that might work really well for some types of apps, but there are so many apps that are so powerful and so wide reaching that they can't be contained in terms of the, the restrictions that Apple gives them. And so I think it's, it's interesting. I would like to see Apple devote a little more attention to the Mac App Store as its own thing and, and sort of build out a little more way of it to be accommodating for Mac apps rather than just trying to copy the success of the iOS App Store. 
By the way, you were quoting, of course, from the Doctor Who episode we watched, which was the other podcast we did here. Yes. Uh, although I'm glad you picked up on that. <laughs> you could have said, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice, which would be quoting Rush, the Canadian rock band, <laughs> and we're in Canada, and that would have been a better choice. But I like your Doctor Who reference, too. You're a real Tom Sawyer, Jason. <laughs> Uh, YYZ, Dan. Uh, I don't. I don't even know. Renee, are you satisfied with our answers to that I, one? Yeah, I don't know. If satisfied is the right term because this is one of the situations where <laughs> we're all dissatisfied. No, that was a no. We, we screwed it no, up. No, no, your answers were fine, but it's, it's a situation that none of us can fix. You know, this is something that's yeah. in Apple's court. And to you know, to Dan's point, there is not that, but they're just at Apple. The App Store doesn't get the attention it deserves. Like we've heard, there's like, there's like. Executive yeah. in charge of Apple Pay. I don't know an executive in charge of the App Store. Maybe there is one, but he's nowhere. He, he doesn't want to be known as that. <laughs> well, no, but there's Eddie Cube. He's got so much on his plate. Right, and right. The, at Mac App Store, maybe gets one twentieth the attention as the iOS app, and there's just not enough full-time people paying attention to is it. Is there so, somebody at Apple who's in charge of the Mac as a? Like, I feel like the Mac almost needs like a product champion, and I know are. they've. Yeah. I know they've. They've unified the teams, and that's great. But is there somebody who is like their job is to look at the. And be the advocate for, Mac for evangelism. Mac users marketing, and looking right? at the big picture. There's Mac marketing, but I don't know if they're. The I think it's a little force. different. Yeah. It's a little different. It's a different role. I think you need an evangelist. Like I think you need someone who's like bullish on like, let's hey, the Mac is great. Let's iOS is great. That's fine. But like, let's focus on the Mac. And here's the things that Syracuse can make the Mac great. <laughs> right. He won't move. They need to import a or invent a portal. They can put him in the Siri office and teleport. So you're saying, Renee, it's going to get worse before it gets better? No, I just think that I, I think Apple's worse. got so much on their plate, and they, they, there needs to be small. someone whose job it is to make it better. Like that's, that's just their job. I agree. I agree. That's a good point. Well, we have reached the end of our four topics. I have a bonus topic before we go. As always, when we do a show in Canada, I like to make it Canadian-related. And this one is pretty simple. I'm putting you all on the spot here. What's a thing that's available in Canada that the rest of the world, or maybe, let's say, the United States, really... Uh, should know about or get behind or have available. There are lots. I, I went to, to a store today. There, you guys have some crazy stuff here. Is what I'm saying. So, is there something that you would like to push that is Canadian that should become more popular in the United States? Okay, I have one. We actually sell our milk in bags. Little I've sippy. Heard about they're I've giant. Heard about they're giant sippy sacks. Uh, but you don't like puncture them with a straw. You actually put them into another container that's plastic, and then you it, it, they look like a giant sippy sack, and then you just cut the end and you pour it out. Now, everyone would say this is really, really strange and I don't get this, but you end up saving on plastic. Right. And so you can also get, um, it's lighter and easier to carry for people that are older or weaker, like my little tiny girly arms. It's a little bit easier and more, like, you know, an easier effort to deal Americans with. Americans don't have this? They don't have no, this. No, everything we do is comes in either paper, cartons, or plastic jugs. Although, and I remember the, the, uh, my uh, favorite baseball team, the San Francisco Giants, their, their catcher got traded in the 90s, I think, to, or the late 80s, to Toronto, to the Blue Jays. And they, I remember an interview with him distinctly because he said, it's weird here, milk <laughs> comes in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was his whole like culture shock, was the bag of milk. Yeah, so if you see someone trying to stab something with a straw, they're, that's, they, they don't understand how these bags work. So there's actually videos on YouTube of how to use the bag to milk that we have. Yes. And, and what other beverages can we get in bags? Because I feel like we should expand that. Well, you know, wine, that. Is it, wine is often now in bags. Or boxes. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah box, well, the bag, there's the a bag box, inside there's a box. There's a bag inside. Yeah. 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 You, you want a cardboard soaked wine. That's not good. No. Um, Dan, I, is there something you covet from Canada? Indeed. I, I would say, actually, uh, well, there's so many things, but uh, I'm going to go with smoked meat. 
which you oh, know we do have things man. that are are similar to smoked. You know your beef, pastrami's, yeah, your, your pastrami's, your, your corned beef, your corned beefs, yeah. But it's not the same. Corn's beef. It's not the same. <laughs> and I think my favorite thing about it is that where we say you know pastrami or we say corned beef, which has a very specific sort of uh, provenance, smoked, smoked meat is delightfully beef. ambiguous. Suffice it to say that there is meat and then there was smoke. And, and all you need to know is it's delicious Just and it, it goes great on poutine. Yeah, so. I totally don't even know what what. Yeah, I'm not sure. Renee probably knows. I'm gonna say it's beef, but it is some sort of beef. It's brisket. But it's, it's delicious. It's, it's really, really good. good. Tender. Uh, so I have to confess, I don't know half the stuff you Americans don't have. So I, <laughs> I, know, I was, naming things. I was excited like, that you did not know well, about Well, no, like yesterday, Whiskus was, was raiding the mini bar, and he's like, Mars bar? What's a Mars bar? Like, Mars bar, help work we restaurant. have Mars bar. Right, so see, this Dave Whiskus is know. a crazy man. <laughs> All right. Dave Whiskus is like a shut-in. He doesn't know. <laughs> so we have this thing called sugaring off. So what you do is... <laughs> No, no, This it's is not. a family-friendly podcast, Renee. Is- so this is in the winter when it's too cold for Americans to come visiting. Uh, you go up, you go a little bit up north, and they have a sugar shack, and you go there, and they give you a meal. You that's, should explain what a sugar shack is. That, is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a place where you go. It's a place. Maple syrup. Maple syrup comes from maple trees, and this is where they harvest <laughs> the maple syrup, and they cook everything in maple syrup. So you get a meal that has beans cooked in maple syrup, and bacon cooked in maple syrup, and pancakes cooked in maple syrup. <laughs> Tell me more. But then they take you outside, and they have these no. long troughs of snow, <laughs> and they they boiled maple syrup down to a to a to a very clear, like a liqueur. Yeah, to a very strong extract and they pour it on the snow and it hits the cold snow and becomes top like a maple taffy and it just is the best thing and then thing. You, you take you, you take you a- take it out and you just start eating and it's chewy and it's just it's it's wow. the way life is meant to be. I have actually heard of this, though. It really dates back because when I was a kid and would read the Little House on the Prairie books, which take place largely <laughs> oh, yeah, in like, yeah. Minnesota and Wisconsin. Yeah, they do they it's do a thing that. up there. Yes. And maybe in Vermont or something, but yeah, definitely southern that. I was going to say there's a place called the Sugar Shack in downtown Boston, but it's not that kind it's of place. It's not that kind of a place. place no. Different type of Different sugaring type. off. So my, mine, is, mine is really simple. You guys get, get a lot of good candy bars here, but actually I'm going to say ketchup-flavored potato chips because we don't have those. <gasps> and it has all the goodness of, uh, of uh, salt and vinegar. Potato chips, barbecue Plus. potato chips. Though, what about Plus. that? It's pretty close. No, 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 okay. no. It's not the same. C- ketchup potato chips—they're really good. They're really good, and we don't have them in America because we are bad people. Well, we have reached the end of our time on Clockwise, Dan. It's so sad. Georgia Dow, thank you so much for being on again. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you as well. Renee Ritchie, thank you for being our roving correspondent once again <laughs> in the wildlands of Canada. It is always a pleasure to be on with you guys. You guys are the best. And for everybody out there, we remind you once again, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Bye.